This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Miami Marlins Hot Stove with Kyle Seeloff and Steven Strong. Come on! Is it enough? And the watch is gone! Looking up, does it have enough? Yes! There she goes! And the pitch is swung out and missed strike three! There it is! They've done it! The drought is over! The Marlins beat the Pirates 7-3! They are postseason bound in 2023! In or out of season, Marlins baseball is always on Fox Sports 940. Well, Happy New Year! Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this glorious Tuesday night from our Fox Sports 940 Marlins Radio Network studios up here in Pembroke Pines, as well as the iHeartRadio app, wherever you might be, wherever you might be listening tonight. This is the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show with Stephen Strom and our producer this evening, Ricardo Wanche. I'm Kyle Seeloff. It is good to be back. I hope everybody had a terrific holiday season. Your Christmas was terrific. Your New Year's was terrific. Everybody stayed safe and healthy. And, oh, baby, Stephen, it's good to see you first and foremost. And I would additionally say we are on the precipice of Mm. once again being able to say baseball is back as well. 48 days until the uh, spring training opener versus the Cardinals. I'm not counting, though. Happy 2024. I don't know how long we have until we have to stop saying Happy New Year, but it's great to see you. Uh, only got a couple more shows left, like you said, uh, which means baseball is almost here. We got a lot to get into. We got a very special guest today, so I'm very excited for the program tonight. And that special guest was only with the Marlins for two months and a couple of games in the playoffs last season. Uh, but it is Josh Bell who had a big decision to make this mm. offseason, whether he would test the free agency market, would he opt in to a, a, a real terrific chunk of change and um, exercise his player option, which he chose to do. Josh Bell is back with the Miami Marlins in 2024. We will be chatting with Josh Bell coming up in just a couple of minutes in segment two of the program here tonight. Steven mentioned that the Hot Stove Show will be wrapping up soon. It's actually going to wrap up on January 26th, and that's because that is FanFest, and I hope everybody can make it out to Lone Depot Park. It's FanFest. It's presented by ADT 4 to 10, January 26th. I know we'll be doing a live show from the ballpark from 3 to 5, but I would encourage everybody to come out to Lone Depot Park again. It's the 26th of January, 4 to 10 at night. I know it'll be your first one, Steven, but it's a great, great night autographs favorite players they're relaxed they're loose they're comfortable go buy tickets hit homers do whatever you got to do but that really is the start of the baseball season and it's one of my favorite events of the year yeah everyone talks about it very highly so i'm very excited for it. it's two days after my birthday so i'll be even more juiced up for it um and we've got some great players on our team as far as being able to interview they're very good with us and they always give us great time so uh, i'm excited and again man it's uh 
it's crazy. It feels like the baseball season just ended, but there's a lot of excitement. They're starting to get some juice going. I'm excited to get back in front of everybody and um, and get this thing going. So FanFest should be an awesome time. And don't forget about it. Again, it's presented by ADT, Lone Depot Park, Friday, January 26th. It's going to be from 4 to 10 at night, meet and greets, interactive games, fireworks, and a whole lot more. Get your free ticket at marlins.com slash FanFest. Very, very easy. It's a free event. You tell me, do you want to start with today's news? Do you want to start with New Year's resolutions for the Miami Marlins? Uh, start with today's news, and then we'll make our way to the New Year's resolutions because I think that takes priority right now before our 2024, I guess, resolution or prediction, whatever you want okay. to call it. So under the direction of Peter Bendix, he continues to make changes to the baseball operations side of the front office and making new hires, and the Marlins – uh, according to sources, have made one today, and I think Christina De Nicola, along with Craig Mish, broke the news. But the Miami Marlins are hiring Rachel Balkovich, and I believe I'm saying that correctly. Rachel, excuse me, I did some research on Google. I tried to make sure I have the pronunciation correct. Uh, but Rachel Balkovich has become the new director of player development for the Miami Marlins. Again, that's according to sources that there's been no official statement, but I would imagine this is headed in the right direction, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to take ownership up ownership of it. Um, so let me just say this about Rachel. Um, and people might know her name. Most recently, she was with the New York Yankees affiliate in Tampa, the Tampa Tarpons, serving as the manager Skipper. of that team yep. from 2022 through 2023. She did a great job. Prior to that, she was a catcher for Creighton University back in the day. She got um, a higher level of education with Creighton then al along with LSU and kind of kinesiology, the strength and conditioning. That's how she started her career back in 2012 with the St. Louis Cardinals. That turned into a full-time job. Uh, went on to work with the Houston Astros as their Latin American strength and conditioning coordinator. One of my favorite talking points, she learned Spanish to be able to communicate with the players better. She was with the Astros, took a bit of a hiatus, went to the Netherlands, uh, pursued a second master's degree, 2019 rolls around. She wow. ends up back in the New York Yankees organization. Um, she was a hitting coach for them. Um, and then, long story short, one thing led to another. She ended up serving as the manager of the Tampa Tarpons and the New York Yankees system the last couple of years. I'm very hopeful that in the coming days, maybe we have an opportunity to chat with her because she's now yes. going from the top step of the dugout back to the front office. I would imagine this is a move that she wouldn't make if she wasn't passionate about it. So congratulations to Rachel. And if the news is true, uh, I know we certainly look forward to chatting with her soon. Congratulations, Rachel. And I will tell you this, Kyle, this is a get-on-brand for Peter Bendix, right? This is another person that he's going to bring in that doesn't just do one thing well multiple things versatile comfortable in different situations it, it's almost like um you want to bring in baseball players for your team not just a, we're not just bringing in a first baseman we're not just bringing in a shortstop we're bringing in baseball players athletes that can play different positions it's no different with the front office we're seeing the plethora of talent that comes in for the front office and they've just been experienced in different situations and different um, positions and it's a beautiful thing you start to mix around these people and all of a sudden um, you know you hope to get successful results with the amount of experience that these people have you know, the one thing I'll say, and I actually hope we have an opportunity, um, again, maybe soon, there's been multiple new hires and a lot of folks. Yeah, there's, a lot, people, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of folks I think we'd like to chat with. One of them for me would be Gabe Kapler, and I mentioned his name. To me, this hire today might have a little bit of his fingerprints on it, because remember, Alyssa Nakin, if that name rings a bell, she had an opportunity to coach first base for a game for the San Francisco yep. Giants a couple of years ago. Um, Gabe Kapler was very kind of revolutionary and forward, progressive thinking in that regard. I would imagine maybe he's got his hands on this as well. Obviously, 
he had hired the first female to be coaching inside of the dugout at the big league level. So long story short, that's today's news, and hopefully we have an opportunity to chat with Rachel, Gabe, and others in the coming days. Let's transition now. It is the new year, Mm. and the new year brings resolutions. And Stephen had this terrific idea that what we're going to do is we're each going to present one New Year's resolution for the Miami Marlins in 2024. And Stephen, I would say the floor is yours. This one was tough because you can go in a million different directions with your resolution. You can say, I want this person to play this position or bat in this order or this team to do this. I stuck with what I really believe is going to catapult the Marlins um, to a next level in 2024. And I think it's simple. Be more opportunistic with runners in scoring position. Let's just look at how they did in 2023. League-wise, 24th in RBIs, 460, 22nd in home runs with 39, 18th in hits, 16th in batting average. As a team, Miami had 166 home runs. It was actually the most in a full season since 2017, but Jorge Soler was responsible for 36 of them. That's over 21%. So we'll start with being more opportunistic with runners in scoring position. Now the good news here, Kyle is that your top four batters, as far as batting average with runners in scoring position, are back. Luis Arise, he had 434th runners in scoring position. Uh, Jake Berger, Josh Bell, and Brian De La Cruz. The other good, and we loved in, we loved them and we thank, appreciate them for their services with Joey Wendell and Jacob Stallings, but Joey Wendell hit 178 with runners in scoring position and Jacob Stallings 175. So, Again, it's almost addition by subtraction. You bring in Christian Bethencourt. You hope Nick Fortes has a better year. So I think that's where I'll start here because I felt at times when the Marlins struggled, it wasn't really went through a stretch where it was the pitching. But I thought at times the offense got stagnant and you kind of it felt very difficult to score a couple of runs per game, particularly in that uh, out of the All Star break. I think. Being more opportunistic with runners in scoring position is going to be the New Year's resolution for Miami. And I think that'll be a resolution for many teams as well, but it's a terrific one. It's obviously uh, an area in which if you don't capitalize upon it, it can become a conversation and a sticking point and a talking note point on a nightly basis if you're losing close games. That's something the Marlins yeah. did not do at all last year. They they, you know, they, they were just incredible in, in all of the one-run games. So being more opportunistic with runners in scoring position, I, I I think it's great. I think the Marlins are going to need a little bit more power, and we'll see if they're able to find that. Go ahead. Let's hear it. So I I took a different approach, not offensively. I'm going to go to the pitcher's mound. The Marlins' starting pitching staff, for all intents and purposes, was very, very good last year. But they ran out of starting pitching. Mm. And not only did they run out of it, they did not log enough innings. The Miami Marlins logged 818 innings from their starting pitching staff last season, which ranked 20th in baseball. So that's the bottom third. Well, I guess one shy of the bottom third if 21 through 30 is going to be the bottom third. Sure. My New Year's resolution for the Miami Marlins, and I understand while I say this, that this is going to present some challenges and difficulties, is to find a way to log more innings and get more innings from the starting staff so you don't start blowing through a bullpen. It's very difficult, but when you rank in the bottom half of the league in innings from starting pitching, at some point, that's going to tax a bullpen. Mm-hmm. Which it did. I say all of that, and I'm also very cognizant that upcoming this Friday is the MLB arbitration deadline. And you might be like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. I understand that portion may not, but I say that, and here's why. 11 Miami Marlins are arbitration eligible. One of them is Jesus Lazardo. 
that's a guy that continues to have his name thrown out there. So while I sit here and say my resolution would be for the Miami Marlins starting pitching staff to log more innings than they did last year, this is all contingent upon what that rotation looks like. Absolutely. With all of these arbitration Absolutely. eligible, yep. 11 guys that are arbitration eligible, that's a lot. What's going to happen to a Jesus Lazardo, right? It, it, that's about $6 million people think he's going to be owed in arbitration. You know, I, I, I thought about that. I just think in some way, shape, or form, thank goodness this isn't my job or your job, but they've got to find a way to get more innings from the starting pitching staff. Yes. So let's talk about that real quick. Because there, there needs to be context provided to it. I agree with you. Of course, they need to go deeper into games. I think Skip almost looked at it as quality over quantity, given the certain context and situation. Two, three. Let's just let's talk about Braxton Garrett, Hayes, just those two right there. Those guys were on career limits on everything, right? They're 25 years old. So I think you'll see that next step with them. So I do think that th- those two will have a boost. And then Yuri Perez, who came up uh, in May, and you had to sort of baby him as – I don't. It's too negative of a connotation, but I think they really no, but had it's to accurate, watch. And he's going to get babied again this yeah. year. Yeah. Okay. So then that was ninety-one in the third innings. Yeah. So what? He's going to give you what? One hundred thirty? Sure. That's another six, seven, eight starts. The other inning right. eater was supposed to be Johnny Cueto, which went very poorly this season. Um, so when you look at it as a total, I I I, comp- I agree with you. This team, they're starting pitching at least. They need to have more innings. They've got to put together uh, better I think quality starts again this is just tough because Braxton Garrett would go four and two thirds three hits one run and put his team in a position to win which is what you want you rather have a guy do that I think than go seven innings gave up five runs eight hits does that make sense yes you're absolutely correct, but when you take a look at the full scope of 162 games... You've got to put up so, more innings, absolutely. And, and I would say this. Just take a look at the current five starting pitchers right now. Jesus Lazardo, if he's here, no concerns. I'm not willing to put him in the mix right now. I think there's a very real possibility that he gets traded. This is this is a guy, multiple years of arbitration now, a little over three years of service time, going to be owed about $6 million this year. A team like the Yankees like, or Twins uh, or salivating. You, you know, and, and yep. I... I, I, I'm just not sure. For for Lazardo, this is I'm sorry, this is his first year of arbitration. Next year will be ARB two. His his tradeability and that value might be as high as it ever is. Okay. Yep. I digress. Let's go back to the depth chart. I'm just not gonna include Lazardo. I just don't know if he's gonna be here. Yuri Perez, he's a staple. He might be the ace. If and how many he, innings do you think he goes this year? Maybe 130. 130. Okay. So that was 99 to third last year. I maybe 130. 140. Okay. That's a substantial jump, but that's not a full season. Sure. Braxton Garrett, no concerns. He just has to stay healthy. Edward Cabrera went almost 100 last year. If he gives you a full season, what's that? 150. 150. 160? You might let him go a little bit. Trevor Rogers. Has to. I. I, I have no You're idea. Still, jury's still out for him, to say the least. I don't know if they've entered the courtroom. Okay. Because I don't know if he can stay healthy. Okay. But, you know, I just wanted to get into this a little bit. We'll take a break in a second, but I think it's fascinating to look at because you, you and Skip talked about this. Dude, you blow through a bullpen. Right. <laughs> Real Winning quick. games in the big leagues is really hard. Yep. Yep. And when you're forced to kind of make moves after four or five innings and rely on a bullpen for four or five innings it's every stressful. night, it's taxing. And we saw that 
ultimately reach a boiling point down the finish line in 2023. So I say all this to say the Marlins have got to find more innings from the starting pitching this season. But if you trade a Jesus Lazardo, who I would have no problem doing, in fact, I might believe right now it's the correct thing to do, but you could probably get maybe two, three big leaguers back and return two big leaguers and a prospect. I'd be very curious to see how Peter Bendix and That's company, how Tampa's done it, Kyle. Correct. And I'm just very curious to see if that's how they assemble this thing or how they're going to assemble it to get all that depth. Because even if you look at AAA, you you, you talk about guys like, you know, Max Meyer, and maybe he contributes for 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 innings. He's probably not going to start this season at the big leagues. You just don't know. Ryan Weathers, you know, I loved what I saw the last last start. Brian Hoeing, you just just don't know. Outside of a Braxton Garrett, Outside of Braxton Garrett, <laughs> a if lot of question marks Lizardo in the is not rotation. here and he Absolutely. gets traded, and maybe you get veterans back for him, but if you remove Lizardo, the only guy that you can comfortably say can give you a full season without any question marks would be Braxton Garrett. Yep. He's the only one that's proven it so far. There's a lot more I'd like to get into on that. I know I have to take a break, but it's unprecedented. Not unprecedented, but the Marlins do have 11 arbitration-eligible players. The deadline to exchange figures is Friday. Then, obviously, things go to the court if they can't settle. But projected right now, 11 arbitration-eligible players is about $35 million for the Marlins yep. this year. And the guy that's going to command the most, is a rise. I promise I'm going to go to a break, is Luis Arise, about $10.8 million. Yep. Do you trade that? You trade Luis Arise? I don't, but... I could see the. There's a massive appeal there. Yeah. There's a the massive appeal. appeal. Yep. And I love talking about it. And we're going to keep doing it when we come back. But I will say when we come back and before we continue that arbitration chat in a couple of minutes, we're going to chat with Josh Bell when we come back on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Miami Marlins Hot Soap Show on your home for Marlins baseball. Fox Sports 940 in the iHeartRadio app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Marlins baseball. Marlins baseball is always on Fox Sports 940. All right, back with you on the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Happy New Year. Good to be back with you. Ran a little long there in the first segment. Got a fun second segment coming up. That is because, Stephen, we are chatting with Josh Bell, whose impact was simply incredible after he was acquired by the Marlins from the Guardians on August 1st last year. The dude changed him, Jake Berger. Those two, I thought, changed the entire trajectory of the season. It was a guy in Josh Bell that came from Cleveland where you looked at the numbers and you thought, oh, 233, 11 home runs, 48 RBIs. All right, I guess. I guess it provides more pop. He provided much more than pop. 53 games with the Marlins, batted 270, 11 home runs, 26 RBIs. Was just um, a massive piece and a reason why the Marlins got to the postseason last year. He was fantastic, and Stephen and I had an opportunity to catch up with him. 
Okay, our guest tonight right here on the Marlins Hot Stove Show is none other than a gentleman that made a massive impact for the Marlins last year in their push to a postseason berth. It is Josh Bell joining us on the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show tonight on Fox Sports 940 in the iHeartRadio app. Josh, Happy New Year. I don't know if I'm uh, overdue because it's the ninth now. I don't know how many days I can continue (laughs) to say Happy New Year, but Happy New Year to you and your family. How's the offseason been and what have you guys been up to? What's up, JB? What's going on? What's going on? No, uh, thank you. Uh, first and foremost, thanks for having me, guys. Um, Offseason's been great. You know, I, I have the two little ones, so I've been able to spend more time at home, um, change a lot more diapers. But uh, my, my dad and my mom are here, so uh, my, my parents will come over and help babysit. My dad and I have been getting getting lifts as, as often as we can. Uh, the first, you know, chunk of the offseason, I was focusing on strength, but now January rolls around. You start taking more ground balls, start swinging a lot more um, and, and get ready for spring training. I'll ask Stephen. Ask some. I'll let him ask some of the harder hitting stuff. I just want to know what a Christmas looks like at the Bell household. Well, actually, uh, my uh, my firstborn Noah, her birthday is like a few days before Christmas, so we were able to throw a party, um, have everybody over, um, and so it was basically once Christmas rolled around, it was kind of just like a you know a blur. Mm. Um, we had cake left over, food left over. Um, she had already opened up most of her presents. So we kind of had like a, a bit of a hangover for Christmas. But uh, I, I'll tell you what, um, it was always a joy. It's, it's fun doing holidays. Um, obviously, we missed a, a big chunk of them during the season, but it's, it's always a blast having family over in the offseason. Awesome stuff, JB. Um, I guess let's start here. On a serious note, what led you to opt in to your contract and – come back and play for the Marlins? Yeah, um, you know, I had away a lot of things. Um, obviously, uh, you know, it's important to me to, you know, get beyond 10 years in the game. That That's always been, um, you know, at the forefront of my mind in regards to what I want to, you know, leave the baseball field with, um, leave baseball with is, you know, 10-plus years. Um, but I, I think that I had some phone calls with Skip. Um, Sherman reached out and said, I want you to come back. Wasn't very sure, you know, obviously after Kim left, wasn't sure about the GM situation, wasn't, um, you know, there was a lot of question marks, but it was nice to, to have Sherman and, and Skip call me and say, look, JB, we're going to go for it next year. Um, nothing's going to change. I know there's some question marks right now, but um, we want you back and we can, you know, continue to press forward if, if you make these moves for us. So I was, you know, in a difficult position, but I, I think I made the right one. I'm, I'm pumped to get back with the guys. Um, I know that we still have that sour taste in our mouth leaving mm-hmm. Philly. Um, you know, we wish we could have had a couple of those innings back, but uh, pumped to, to get after it next year and hopefully, you know, finish in a, a little bit different light. Josh, take me back to August 1st and then what followed. It is never easy for guys to get traded. I don't know if it's good, but you've become a bit familiar with changing organizations over the years. You weren't with the Miami Marlins long, but your impact was undeniable. But can you take me back to when you got here, when you looked around and like, man, this manager is good. The coaches are good. These are good dudes in the clubhouse. Like, these guys are good, man. Like, this is going to be fun. We can do something here down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, obviously it didn't take long. We were down, what, 5-0 that first game against the Phillies. Um, And I was talking to Stallings, and he was like, dude, like the first half, we were winning games that we shouldn't have won. Like we were coming back late. And what it seems like is that we're missing that spark. That's what he told me before the game. Like something changed after the all-star break. 
And we came back. We've been flat. We haven't been coming back. We've been, you know, hanging our heads after giving up a few runs. Um, and it seemed like that night something switched for all of us. Um, you know, I, I know we came back that game, and we had a, a, a bad stretch for two weeks. But listening to the guys, understanding what Skip was talking about, of you know, just fighting to the end, putting ourselves in position to win every night, um, you know, he's – so even keel he's the same person every day and I, I think that's really important especially for younger teams um to see a manager that comes in he's the same person every day wasn't blowing guys up for making mistakes was celebrating the good plays and understanding the bad plays um and after a couple of weeks i think we caught our stride um started playing some really good baseball and you know when it really mattered towards the end we, we came together as a team and were able to scratch out some really tough wins Josh Bell with us now on the Marlins Hot Stove Show. Uh, did you change your batting stance at all last year? Because it looked like in Cleveland that outside foot was open, and then in Miami that outside foot was more squared. Yeah, I, I think that the the main thing I changed was just thought process of how I wanted to attack the baseball. Um, a lot of the guys in the American League, I had no idea what they were throwing. They were like new faces to me when I got back in the National League, especially the National League East. You know, I, I knew Wheeler. I knew he had a, a good spin rate fastball. You know, Noel, all those guys. Um, and if you can honor the fastball, especially in our division, if you can cover that, I think um, you can cover everything. Mm. So I squared off a little bit more. I focused on staying on top of the baseball a lot more. And I think my body morphed to that idea of how I wanted to attack the baseball. And that's when good things happened. Josh, going into the season, actually, if you if if I go back to 2022 with you when you were with the Padres and then you start last season in Cleveland, but that was a team coming off a postseason appearance. And now, obviously, you'll do the same with the Marlins this year. It's fun for us in the media to say they got a target on their back and people are coming after them. But, you know, going to spring training with a group of guys that just came off a postseason run as opposed to maybe not having a good year. Will, will there be a different feel, especially when the regular season picks up, when you start playing some other teams to, you know, to prove their worth that, hey, those guys were in the postseason last year and we got to, you know, we got to give it a little bit more against these guys? Um, Yes, I know. I think at the big league level, each win is important. I, I think for us, the most important thing is to not come into this this season flat and complacent of what we mm. did last year. Um, you know, I, I was, you know, just talking with my dad, um, like the hangover is, is a, a real thing. It's, mm. it's easy to go into the season, play your butts off, make it to the postseason, and kind of take a step back in the offseason, expect to win games. Um, our record with run runs was unbelievable last year. Our comebacks after the seventh inning, you know, it's, it's stuff that, it's going to be hard to repeat. I'm not saying that it's not uh, possible, but that that uh, level of difficulty is something that we have to prepare ourselves for. It wasn't easy this past year, and it's not going to be easy this year. So we have to put ourselves in position, at least in the preparation, to do what we did last year and to do more than that. So that's what we hope to do. Josh, I, I, there's so many things I want to get into you with, and I, we're kind of bouncing around here, but I was just looking at your numbers um, with Cleveland for that first half, 233, 11 home runs, 48 RBIs, your 53 games with Miami, 270, 11 home runs, 26 RBIs. Did you just need a change? Did you need a change with the coaching staff? What do you think led to those numbers? No, yeah, I think a lot of things came into play there. Um, 
you know, I, I go back to going to the, the clubhouse and seeing stalls, um, getting back to a person that, you know, I've known, you know, from high A, we've played together on the minor league. So he's seen my thing a ton. You know, it gets kind of tough. You get used to certain coaches. You get used to certain um, routines. And you up and get traded or you sign with a new team. It's kind of hard to find that routine that works. Um, but what works for me, you know, I got into the, the caves with Brandon, with Maves. Um, we found our routine. And we, we really understood the attack plan. I think that was the, the big point that um, Brandon, you know, brought to to the the Marlins, each pitcher, if you attack him a certain way, um, you're going to be more likely to have success. So if you sell out to a certain zone and if you don't chase the pitches that he wants you to chase, you're going to have more success. doesn't mean it's always going to work, but um, at least gives you a game plan. And I, I think, you know, if we didn't get to a starter, if it didn't work for the starter, the guys coming in the bullpen, coming out of the bullpen, it worked for them. Or if it worked against the starter, we scored enough runs, and that's all we needed. So um, it was it was fun to kind of sell out to the, the repertoire, and I, I know nothing's going to change for next year. Um, we're going to have the same reports going for us. Are New Year's resolutions overrated or underrated? And if you have any, can you please share? No, yeah, I, I think they're uh, they're underrated. I, I think that everybody can strive to to you know try to be a better version of themselves. Um, you know, you wish that. Uh, you know, different season changes had the same hype as a, a different year. But, um, you know, I think that uh, coming into this year, you know, I, I want to be able to do what I did last year, put myself in position to play as often as possible, um, stay on the field. So I'm focusing on, you know, I did the strength aspect. Now it's mobility. Now it's, you know, the repetition with the swings and the ground balls. And, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, if I can continue to, to grow as a person, continue to eat the right way and, you know, hydrate the way I need to and prepare myself for each day coming forth. Um, you know, I can stay in this game for a long time. So that's the plan. It's just just one day at a time. Josh Bell joining us on the Marlin Talk Stove Show. Josh, last question, then we'll let you uh, get back to working out uh, out there and uh, cold it's and chilly. out looking. there. Yeah, yeah Texas. And uh, we can't wait to see you in sunny South Florida here soon. I'm genuinely curious, though, because all the guys I've talked to over the years, I like to ask this. Are, are you a baseball nut? Did you try to get away from it? You know, do you follow the hot stove? Do you watch MLB Network every day? I mean, your life revolves around baseball. What do you kind of do in the offseason to stay up to date with the game? No, yeah, I, I think that uh... – you know, I'll go on social media from time to time and check um, when guys are signing. Um, you know, it's hard to miss the, the big, big signings. And there are guys that you follow. Like, obviously, I followed Stallings getting, you know, signed by the Rockies and mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, but after the postseason, I think that uh, my wife would kill me if I had MLB TV <laughs> on every day. Um, you know, if I were getting notifications, you know, on my phone, oh, somebody signed here, somebody signed there. So, you know, for me, I think it's important to, to unplug a bit, um, you know, and let the guys that are making all the decisions focus in on the offseason. But for me, I have no control over who's signing where. So for me to put my energy there, it really is just a waste of time. So whoever we pick up this offseason, I'm going to be happy to play with. Um, and I'm just going to try to put myself in the best position to, to be the best version of myself in 2024. All right, Josh. Well, look, uh, again, we might be a little tardy, but happy new year to you and your family. It was incredible to watch you and your teammates the final two months last year. Can't wait to see what you guys do here in 2024. And uh, again, we'll see you in sunny South Florida in just a couple of weeks. See you soon, awesome. JB. Yep. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. All right. Good stuff with Marlins first baseman. I would imagine at times designated hitter this upcoming season, Josh Bell. Dude loves baseball. Yep. And you know what? 
I know you talk about this a lot, Stephen, and I agree with you in that culture is a thing, and I know there's a lot of that in South Florida with the heat and all this other stuff, but that was a guy who, from the moment he stepped into the building, was a professional. Yep. And, you know, I remember Skip saying he would get in, and Josh was already here working out, first day on the job, you know, sleepless and not knowing anybody. He was a professional. Not that they don't have them, but every organization can use 26 Always, of them. because they can rub off. Like, one of the things that we heard is is how close him and Jazz are and how he has kind of showed him the ropes. When you want to – and it, <laughs> we don't want to make him out to sound like Udonis Haslam in any way, shape, or form because he is such a great player, and he was awesome for the Marlins last year. But that wisdom and that ability to just kind of, hey – Here's the ropes. Here's how you do it. If that can rub off on guys like Jazz and just younger players, it doesn't even have to be hitters. It could be pitchers as well. Yep. I mean, it's th- those are things that are just absolutely invaluable. Uh, it's great to have him back. Looking forward to watching him this year. And uh, the other thing that he said that was super interesting to me was how much more comfortable he got when he simply came not only back to the National League, but back to the National League East. And in particular, he said if the National League East, when you play in this division offensively, if you can honor the fastball, you can yep. get to anything. Um, and uh, he certainly did that. Man, he was awesome for the Marlins. Let's take a break. Love it or leave it on the other side of the break. This is the Marlins Hot Stove Show on Fox Sports 940 Miami and the iHeart. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Radio app. Miami Marlins Hot Stove is underway. This is Fox Sports 940. All right, back here on a Tuesday, you're listening to the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show with Steven Strom. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Baseball, what, a little over 40 days and change away. Fan Fest coming up on January 26th, and it's probably also a good time for me to remind you about uh, some good stuff the Miami Marlins have going on. Uh, make sure you get yourself involved. Single-game tickets now available for the season. Uh, make sure if you're a dog lover or a brunch enthusiast, uh, we've Love got you brunch, covered. Love brunch, not dogs. Uh, yeah. You're also a psychopath, so uh, <laughs> make sure you come out to the ballpark. Go to marlins.com slash offers to learn a whole lot more. Talk to you about FanFest. Single-game ticket offers on sale now. Join us on FanFest January 26th, 4 to 10 at night. It is 541, and it is time now for Love It or Leave It with Steven Strom. Thank you, Kyle Seeloff. All right, we're doing a little Love It or Leave It here. We'll start with a gimme. What is this music? This is the music for Love It or Leave It. It picks up. And that's how we do the segment. Love it or leave it. All right, Kyle, ready to go? Mm-hmm. Love it or leave it. Staying up to watch the ball drop. <laughs> Couldn't leave it anymore. It's such an absolutely ridiculous, dorky thing to do. Really? To yes. stay up and then, you know, kiss your significant other if you have one, mm-hmm. or give hugs to the family? No. My did you are, my did you stay up or no? Nine, no. Were you my, home at that point? Or no, I was back down here. My parents are in bed by nine thirty. I don't know how many times in my life I've seen the ball drop. It's stupid. What times you go to bed on New Year's? Do you know, or you just didn't watch it? You Ten went fifteen. Past- I caught the news that night. I caught the eleven o'clock news actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, love it or leave it. Max Meyer being in the starting rotation leave to it. start the year. Leave it. Totally leave it. Why? He needs to make sure that his arm is healthy. He will start the season in the minor leagues. He should not be in the major leagues to start the season. There's a lot of adrenaline. There's a lot of juice. There could be 
compromising there with the arm. He needs to start the season in the minor leagues. Let's go to the Dominican League. Pipe. How about Pipe? Yeah. GM of the year in the Dominican League and Beef, the manager of the year in the Dominican League. Love it or leave it? Uh, love it. That's incredible. And Pipe um, will be a manager one day, whether it's here or somewhere else. And Beef will be, too. I've heard a lot of great things about Beef. Um, he is a great pitching mind. I, to my understanding, he, he, he's, uh, he's hot on the block to one of these years to be a pitching coach in the big leagues. I would agree with that as well. Okay. Well, not a lot of controversy except from the ball drop. Shohei Otani. Was the kiss worth it at midnight? Yes. Oh, okay. Shohei Otani giving Joe Kelly's wife a brand new Porsche to exchange the number that he wants to wear. Yeah, love it. It's a it's a tax write-off. It's great. He should do it for the rest of his teammates, probably help him with his taxes out there in California. You would be okay with that? Uh, yeah. What? There's a lot of controversy on this. That Shohei you know, bought I, I his can, wife a car? I, I can buy, to... Joe Kelly can buy his wife a, a Porsche if he wants to. He doesn't need another man to do it. There was a lot of controversy, Kyle. You got to go on X. You got to go on Twitter. How would you feel? What absolute losers? <laughs> that dude has a billion dollars in the bank. If I had a wife buy her four cars, I don't care. You think that's... I'm in the bed with her every night. Who cares? <laughs> this is stupid. Is a Porsche really that like worthy of the number? Apparently, she wanted the Porsche. He got her Porsche. Well, I, I don't know if she wanted it's a Porsche. A tax I know Shohei won. I mean, how much is a Porsche these days? Oh, a quarter million bucks, probably. It's nothing. That's a grocery store trip for him. Just for a number, huh? Yeah, I don't know, man. For the number seventeen, it's a pretty cool gift. But I don't know, man. I I, I don't know. I, I would I would be like, hey, take my number. I don't want you buying my wife a Porsche. Grow it's a little up. insulting. Grow it's a little up. insulting. Grow it's up. It's a little insulting. No, it's not. Um, love it or leave it, the Marlins making two trades before the season starts. Love it. I think they'll make upwards of three or more. Why do you love it? Uh, because I think they need to. The way that this organization is going to operate moving forward is it's going to be the Tampa Bay's Ray, I, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays mm. way. I know we've talked about that, but they have multiple guys in ARB 1 or ARB 2. Tanner Scott, in his case, is supposed to make $6 million this year. And for the Miami Marlins, they're probably not willing to pay a closer $6 million. You can find somebody else to do the job. They might not be as good at it, but you trade a guy like that, you try to reinvest the $6 million. You do the same thing with Jesus Lazardo, who's got three years of team control left, but he's due $6 million, get major leaguers back. Let's say you trade Tanner Scott and Jesus Lazardo. You're freeing up $12 million. If you get major league players for those two guys to begin with, and then you can reinvest $12 $12 million and find other needs on your roster, you do it. And I would do the same exact thing with Louisa Rise. And if people don't believe me, if you work in a front office for Major League Baseball, you do it in a ruthless manner with no soul. Yeah. And you don't take the relationships and in that Which type. fans love, but then that's okay, always well, a selling but, point. But that's, right? that, that's fine, but you do not operate that way. And when you don't operate that way, it makes decisions easier, and it's better for the long-term sustainability, viability, and productivity of the organization. You're so, okay sacrificing one piece to basically try to get three solid pieces back. 100%. And the Marlins are in a position where if they're, if they're going to trade these guys, I do think they'll be competitive this year. If you I trade Jesus Lazardo, yeah. that's not – 
it's not prohibiting you from getting a major league starting pitcher back in return. But what it could do is get you a guy with five years control left that's going to make the major league minimum. It's going to open up $5.5 million. If you do that with multiple guys, now you're sitting on 12 or 15. Maybe you go get a DH or whatever. Okay, Kyle, let me let me stick on this topic. It's a good topic here. If you do trade Jesus Lazardo, mm-hmm. what would you be okay with having back, whether position-wise, you need a shortstop, do you need a catcher, do you need both? Do you need? Are you looking more at the prospects? Are you looking at uh, the top 100? Are you looking more about guys that can come in and play immediately? What is going to satisfy that? For a guy like Jesus Lazaro, for you? Well, I think when you're reaching out to teams, you need to see what the best available player is or players are that you can get back, and you need to assess whether you're going for best available or if you're going for need. In this case, I think the Marlins would go for need. If you're going to trade Jesus Lazaro, you better, you better, baby, have some starting yeah. pitching lined up. Okay. In that case, I think they would try to go get starting pitching, but... This, this is for the viability of the future of the franchise. If you're going to do things like the Tampa Bay Rays, which is what they're going to do, and there will be caveats, and things will be a little bit different, and that's fine, but they have to operate that way, and that way has proven to be successful. They have competed over there in Tampa Bay for World Series for the last 15 years. And the people that are, or the fans that are questioning why the Marlins haven't done anything yet, it is because, we mentioned this before, arbitration deadline is Friday. It's and Friday. that gives you a, a lot better understanding of – not a lot better. It just gives you an understanding well, of what no, the player you're right. will make. It's going to give you a lot better understanding. If Jesus Lazardo comes – you're Lazardo and I'm the team. You come to me and say, my offer this year is $7.5 million. And, the, and I come back to you and I say, I think it's 5.8. Right. The way arbitration works is if you can't meet it's by so a awkward. certain yeah. date, yeah. it literally goes to court. And the yeah. court's going to decide on one of those two numbers. It's either yours or mine. There's I wonder no if the number gives away whether they they want to trade you or not. No, I don't. I, I don't. They, they, they already know that. You know what I'm saying, though? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but they, they already have probably a good feel, and the phones are probably ringing as to you know as to who you know they, they really feel strongly about potentially dealing. Sure. All right, we got two more left. Love it or leave it. Stephen Trump, Kyle Seeloff, Marlins Hot Stove Show. Uh, New Year's resolutions. Loving it or leaving it? Nope. I do the same thing every single day, all year long. Calendar You flips. don't try to grow in any way, shape, or form in 2024? Anything? You want to go to the gym more? You want to take no. care of your back more? No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm going to go home and make some chicken and eat pasta like I do every night, ride on the Peloton for 45 minutes. Hope to God I wake up tomorrow morning. <laughs> So you have no New Year's re- resolutions for this year? No, sir. I don't need resolutions. If, if you're doing resolutions, that then you were just lazy last year leading up to <laughs> Like, do the same thing every day. Be a good person. Don't be a uh, – I, I don't want to swear. Be nice. Don't be, be nice. a bad person. We got Conduct a lot of people yourself listening. in a manner where you work hard every single day, do the little things right to be successful, and you don't need resolutions. If you're overweight, then start right now and don't stop till you get back in better shape. If you eat like crap, start eating better today. It's not mm. a resolution. Just be a better human. Did you ask me what my New Year's resolution is? What is your New Year's resolution? No, I don't have any. I haven't thought of any, to well, be honest with you. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to ask because you ask me. Well, it just would be nice if you were to say, oh, you know, Stephen – what was yours, you know, or what do you think? Did you watch the ball drop? You know, it would have been nice to, to ask it back. Sometimes, not everything. You know, I, I jump well, in when I need, want to. We need to get on the same page. No, it's okay. If, if it's, every, all right. okay. it's all right. It's okay. This was your idea. Love it of or leave course. it. So it's, I just answer what you're It's the greatest segment me. of all time, in my opinion. Better than Francesca's show back yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. The only thing better would be taking calls. I'm sure Mike is listening. Last one. Why don't you answer your own question first? No. Well, okay. Then the, the answer is love it and yes. Matching tattoos if we get to the NLDS this year. 
<laughs> what a loser <laughs> you are. Why? Because I'm not injecting hot ink into my body. I'm all Ma set. You'll never get a tattoo under any circumstance. No. What if someone paid you? How much would you need to be paid? No, I don't want. I don't want money. There's it doesn't no, hurt no, that bad. I, I don't. I don't care. Do you have I a good high tolerance for pain or no? Incredible. Do you? Yes. So it wouldn't bother you as much. I just don't. I don't. I, no. He's shaking his head. Again, we're on radio, Kyle, so they can't see you. Come on. If we make it to the NLDS. No, the answer is no. I'm not getting a tattoo. If no. we win a World Series. No. 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 It's going to say MR for Marlins Radio. No. I, I, 2020 I, 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 whatever champs. There's literally nothing. With a Marlins logo. No. It doesn't have to be big. There's nothing it that could, be could on your possibly back. happen in my life that will lead me to get a tattoo. Brutal. No matter how big or how small, no matter the amount of success I achieve. Right. A tattoo does absolutely nothing. I can remember anything I want in my life without it being on it's my body. It's a symbolization, and it's um, it's a memory. I'll Kyle. write it down. It's a memory. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll write it like down. you don't like pictures, you don't like tattoos, whatever. I guess yeah. you don't like fun. Um, I, I, I do like fun, but okay. I don't like people to know I'm having fun. Okay. And that's the way I like it. All right. Enjoy your trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, we have one more segment. So we, we have can, one more yeah. segment. Let's take a break. We will have more for you on the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show when we come back. Marlins baseball, Marlins baseball is always on Fox Sports 940. Three minutes left on a Tuesday from uh, Fox Sports 940, Pembroke Pines, Marlins Radio Network Studios. Good to be back with you with Steven Schramm and Kyle Seeloff. Ricardo Wanche is always joining us as well on a terrific Tuesday. We've got, what, three more of these things left. We're going to wrap this thing up. I uh, actually, I guess four more shows. So we'll do this week, next week, the following week. So we'll actually do two shows. Is that what we want to do the week of uh, the 26th or the 22nd? Yeah, we're going to do tonight, 16th, 23rd. We'll wrap things up with a special show on Friday, the 26th. Yep, yep that sounds from good. From 3 to 5, we're going to hear from Skip Schumacher live. And we're actually, uh, the Marlins are going to hold their media day on the 25th. We'll put a couple of interviews in the can with you, a couple of, a couple of players. So we'll run that on the 26th as well. Um, any closing thoughts here tonight, partner? Do we need to go back to love it or leave it? Should I ask you these questions? No. Any that you? No, all I said was just when I ask seven love it or leave it, you know, it'd be nice to be like, hey, Stephen, what do you, you know, what 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 do you think? Well, I'm probably not going to do that, so I would That's encourage fine. you to jump in. It's and all answer out in your the open questions. now, so I understand the the you know the situation. No, just recapping the show. I thought Josh Bell was really honest and good, and I think he's excited to get back to Miami. I think. Uh, we talked about his role, and he's not just a guy on the field. He's a guy in the clubhouse that's going to lead. And, um, you know, you, you got to have guys like him that also relays the message from the manager. He, he has a very good relationship with Skip. So I think that was a good spot. Uh, love it or leave it, as always, is fun. Um, no, I'm, I, I know you have an exciting trip coming up. I wish you the uh, best of luck. And, um, yeah, also, I'm very excited for the pickleball for spring training we had a good time playing pickleball and i was on a bum ankle mm -hmm. i almost not a hundred percent yet but i think we're gonna have some fun playing some pickleball i'm sure there's some courts we can find up there in uh jupiter West the hype Palm behind Beach it is real pickleball i enjoyed we, it you had very much that was the first time. time i ever played we went out with the communications department right before the holiday don't tell anybody at the marlins you know we're not live or anything but we spent a ton <laughs> of money and played pickleball for hours you should have seen the bill we ran up um <laughs> but we're now we're going to do that nightly up in jupiter i enjoyed it because anybody of all ages which i now understand like they can win any game oh it's not about how hard you can hit it or like within reason how athletic you are it's a small court and you can kind of move to get to everything so it's fun absolutely 
Okay, as always, the Marlins Radio YouTube page, the Miami Marlins podcast page, marlins.com slash podcast, smartphone. I think it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that good stuff. We love being with you. Stephen will post a ton of stuff to our Marlins Radio X or Twitter account. Uh, JB's going up yeah, right now. Josh, Josh Bell, Bell is, is going up on YouTube. So make sure you check us out for Stephen Schraub and Ricardo Wanche. I'm Kyle Seeloff saying so long and good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us right here on the Miami Marlins Hot Stove Show.